A few days ago, Jersey Joe and I did a discussion in regard to Timo Meyer possibly being dealt to the New Jersey Devils. Now, that's one option the New Jersey Devils could possibly take come the trade deadline. However, there are a lot of other options on the table for Tom Fitzgerald. And one of the teams that he should keep his eye on is obviously the Vancouver Canucks because there's been some controversy surrounding their organization. There's a few players that could possibly help the New Jersey Devils if dealt to the team. So Jersey Joe is back to do another silly season discussion as we talk what's available in Vancouver and how the New Jersey Devils can pounce on it. Now, keep in mind, we did record this episode a couple days ago on Monday. So there's a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. Joined alongside my fellow colleague over at Pucks and Pitchforks, Jersey Joe. In part one, we talked about Timo Meyer and possible trade circumstances, but obviously, don't sleep on the Vancouver Canucks. At least don't sleep on the Vancouver Canucks on our end because they have a few players that the Devils could also target that could be that can help the Devils in more ways than one. So, Jersey Joe, for anyone who needs a refresher, we we obviously know the coaching situation. We know how classless the Vancouver Canucks have been the past week or so, just playing no mercy essentially, and just basically setting their own head coach up for failure. What's been going on, and how does this affect the New Jersey Devils? Well, first off, there there was an Adam Foot sighting and a Rick Tockett sighting, and there's no longer Bruce. There it is anymore. He had his final game, and boy, last week was a doozy. Hearing Jim Rutherford just go, starting off with the Tanner Pearson thing. And then halfway through the interview, if you listen to it on Sportsnet on YouTube, you'll see halfway through, they start asking about Kuzmenko. And he said, Jim Rutherford said, oh, well, we're looking to sign him for $7 million a year. Try to get him to an extension. I said, I'm like, what? You, you're in a bit of a regime change? And he goes on to say, oh, we want, we don't want to rebuild. We want to please our season ticket holders. And we want uh, a blend of picks and uh, players that got a couple of years under their belt. And I'm like, excuse me? This is not something that is feasible. And I was thinking to myself, if I am Kuzmenko, I want to go where I can win and not re- and not take the $7 million. I'd rather take the contract I have now, play in a team like New Jersey that's in the playoff spot and look to break out in a better situation. I know he's scoring well, but needs to be in a better environment. <clears throat> okay, it's not just uh, Andre Kuzmenko. You got uh, Bo Horvat. Um, you got... 
uh, Brock Besser, and also possibly Quinn Hughes. Okay, so I know you just talked about Andre Kuzmenko, mm-hmm. but we can't sleep on Horvat, or we can't sleep on uh, Hughes, Quinn Hughes to be exact, or Brock Besser, because it's just like there's like those are four potential players that could get hypothetically traded to the Devils. So if you're Tom Fitzgerald, out of those four, because, you know, Horvat is obviously the captain. Brock Besser, we, we talked about the Devils potentially obtaining him last year's NHL trade deadline. Mm-hmm. That didn't come into fruition. And Brock Besser obviously got paid over the summer. I think that's what Jesper Bratt wanted. Similar mm-hmm. money to Brock Besser. Mm-hmm. And now... Quinn Hughes, which is, I think for Quinn Hughes, I've taught, I talked about it like over a year ago. I, I think getting Quinn Hughes would just be like sort of like a marketing technique because you got Luke Hughes coming up next year. You obviously got Jack Hughes. He's a franchise player. So getting Quinn Hughes, who's also a very good player, just seems like you got the whole Hughes brother show in New Jersey. And, I, and that would obviously sell tickets. But at the same time, is it a dire need for the Devils? Uh, first off, I really like Quinn and don't get me wrong. He's an amazing player, phenomenal defender on the, uh, on the more two way side, but in the playoffs, I would much rather have a big physical player on the back end. And I can see Quinn as a free agent or closer to that point. Want to say I'm done here. I'd rather be in New Jersey. Like he he has, you know, potential to be a devil, but I don't think it's dire at this point, unless he's really, really like speaking loud, saying he wants to get out of there. But at the same time, he's a captain. So it's harder to move a captain. But at the same time, I'd rather get Brock Besser. He's like I like you said, he's been mentioned for more than another year ago. So the devils have had intentions of getting a sniper. And the only downside is he's had a few injury problems, but he can certainly shoot the puck and he's known to be that shooter. And he's, and he has been in the NCAA D one ranks with Minnesota. So Tom Fitzgerald's familiar with, uh, not just the hockey East, but definitely the central uh, division of NCAA D1. So I wouldn't be surprised, especially with the USA hockey connection. There is a, um, a, a more closer connection than just, you know, Quinn Hughes. So, so he's more of a finisher. So for Brock Besser, in this season for Vancouver, he's appeared in 38 games. He has nine goals, 18 assists for a grand total, 27 points. And right now he has a career worst in plus minus in minus 14. Do you think a change of scenery will help Brock Besser out? Because I think as the years progress, or or at least this year or two, I think it'll be cheaper to get Brock Besser compared to yes. last year. You, it, you, I'll say this from... Uh a financial advisor standpoint, like my dad would always say, you know, if you see a really worthy company to buy, make sure you get it on the cheap. And to me, Brock Besser is that guy. 
And he's that investment that Tom Fitzgerald doesn't need to bleed hand over fist for. And I mean, if you gave the Vancouver Canucks uh, New Jersey's second round pick in 23 and maybe Sharon Govich, I'll do that in a heartbeat. So that's what you think it will take to obtain uh, Brock Besser, a second round pick and Yegor Sharangovich? I mean, look, if you're Vancouver, that's a, you, you take that salary savings and you take the pick in a deep draft. You, you got to. You're struggling for money. You need some liquidity. There's no other way around it. What You just got to be grateful for what you're given in this market. Okay, so we'll go back to Brock Besser momentarily, but I want to talk about uh, Bo Horvat. So he's obviously the captain, and he's actually having a pretty good year despite Vancouver's struggles. Obviously, he's the captain of teams, and you even said trading for a captain will be a little more difficult. So yeah. Horvat uh, has appeared in 46 games. He has 30 goals, 19 assists for a grand total of 49 points. He didn't, I'd say... Uh, as a center, I think like, where, where do you slide them though? That that's the problem. You got Nico Heischer and you got Jack Hughes. We've tried moving Jack Hughes to a winger position. It didn't work last year. Never worked. It will never work. He's too small. And, and, and Nico Heischer, it's just like, you don't want to do anything to, to anger Nico Heischer either, because, you know, it's just like, he, he's he's the current captain of the devil so it's like we're trying to get another captain or obviously he wouldn't he wouldn't i don't think he would wear a let uh, he would he wouldn't like wear a letter on his sweater so obviously the c belongs to uh nico heischer yep. and the a belongs to andre palat and jack hughes so it's just like you know what do you do with horvat my my honest thing would be is you'd have to move him to the left wing do you think he'd be down for that though that's that's the problem. Like, you would have to have three stud centers. But before you even acquire him, you'd have to ask him himself and say, Bo, are you willing to play on a playoff team in New Jersey, in the Eastern Conference, to play second or third line minutes and play for a team that wants you here and wants you to win a championship here? And we meant to, and we were supposed to draft you, but Lou traded away that pick for Corey Schneider. How yeah. would you like to be part of the this team now? See, my thing is like, but there's no guarantee that it's going to work. That's my issue. Exactly. Because a couple years ago, remember when Jesper Bratt was replacing Nico Heischer, uh, because Nico Heischer went down with an injury, Jesper Bratt was the centerman for the Devils. And then when Nico Heischer comes back, I think uh, Lindy Ruff at the time was just trying to figure out who's going to play center, who's going to play the winger. So I think for a couple games, he put Nico Keisher at the winger and then he put uh, Jesper, he kept Jesper Brad at center, didn't work. They, they flipped positions and it just worked even better because it's like Nico Keisher is back at his primary position. Jesper Brad's at a winger position. And then last year, remember Jack Hughes was out for an extended period of time and Jesper Brad and Nico Keisher were doing well. And Lindy Ruff wanted to have like this dominant line of Jesper Brad, Nico Heischer, and Jack Hughes on the same line. It wasn't going to work. So you had Nico Heischer at center, you had Jesper Brad and Jack Hughes at winger positions. That's that I don't know what he was thinking, but 
anybody with half a brain could tell you that wouldn't have worked at any point. So it's just like, I love uh, Bo. Uh, you know, I, I talked about Horvath having a good season. But my problem is, is like, there's just too much of a risk. And it's just like, yeah. are we are we trading for just a big name player and 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 taking too big of a risk of, of, of trying to make him fit in? In reality, yeah. will it just make it worse kind of thing? Because mm. this is what I was talking to Alan uh, Frieda about, which was, you know, it, it, it's just like, that's why splashy trades don't work. So on paper, that looks good. Maybe in the video game that would work. Yeah. But but Horvat on the um on the Devils, it just seems like it would be too good to be true. Yeah, to me, it's too much smoke in the mirrors for me. And I say no on this trade because A, you already have something good in Heesher and Hughes. And Timo Meyer fits the bill. Uh, but sticking with the Canucks, I would rather stick with Just for the sake of argument, what would you trade to get Bo? You're looking at at least two first-rounders. Uh, let's see. They don't just want picks, though. They also want maybe someone of... I'm probably have to throw in Seamus Casey there. Okay, that's okay. Ethan Edwards. Uh, I know they love Kevin Ball in New Jersey, and the, then uh, love, fans, don't love love him. fans don't love him. Fans do not like. No, him. I'm talking about management. Oh, management. Okay, that's different. Management. That's why I said they, not the fans. They. Okay. There's a difference. Yeah, no, no. Who, right. who, who's running the team? Who's running the team? It's Tom not like we're the Green Bay Packers. Tom Fitzgerald. Exactly. I at this point, you'd have to throw in a, like a Fabian Zetterland that would muck it up in Vancouver easily. So it's gonna be a dicey trade, honestly. But I don't think it's gonna work out in, in the end. That's why I think the team like the Rangers makes an attempt or Minnesota because they're one of the other seven teams uh, in on Bo Horvat. Don't worry. There's still more in store with Jersey Joe and what's available in Vancouver. But before we continue, I want you guys to make some extra cash. So the NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited to uh, announce our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has your favorite bets from money line to point spread to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with this same game parlay. So you know the drill. Visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, let's get back to our discussion with Jersey Joe. What's available in Vancouver? There's four players that the New Jersey Devils should have their eye on. Take it away. The Devils are starting to build up that cushion. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is like teams below them. They're not giving up. They're not going to go down without a fight. Exactly. And 
you know, there are teams who are just outside the wild cards and the devils want to get the best players available outside of those spots. And Vancouver to me looks like the 2010, 2011 New Jersey doubles in disarray, but have potential to make the playoffs the next season. And that's because of the coaching changes. But if Vancouver goes on a selling spree, that that next season's not not gonna mean much because then they're gonna continue uh, rebuilding, even though they're not saying it. Okay, so uh, Horvat is off the table, I presume. So to, yeah, I'm off- really, I can't see him going to New Jersey. Prove me wrong, Tommy. Tommy, but I just don't see it. Even if he does come to Jersey, we we just established this many times. There's no room. We don't know like. And it just seems like this this move would kind of trigger Nico Heischer a little bit, if I'm being completely honest, because it's like we're getting another uh, captain. Horvat is a good player, but it's just like he's a center, and we already got Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, and we already believe in them. It just doesn't make sense. And to move yeah, him to and position. Jesper Bofus is starting to, to bloom a little bit. Just a little bit. Not trying to get too excited, but yes, you're right. No. Um. So, Bo, that's a no. <laughs> no. Uh, Brock, Hughes, Brock is a yes. Brock is a yes. Uh, Quinn Hughes is a no, right? He's a maybe. Maybe, okay. I, I, just, said, I just think I, he's being too costly. Yeah, Quinn Hughes is a no for me, at least. It's a no for me because I, I still stand by what I said like over a year ago, which is it just seems like it would just be a marketing tactic by the Devils or – Jack Hughes would try to dog uh, the organization and to try and get his brother. Which, look, I'm, it would be a breath of fresh air to see all three brothers on the same team and suit up in the same game. Yeah. It doesn't, but it just wouldn't make sense for me. So Bo's a no. Hughes is a no. Quinn Hughes. Um, Brock Bester is a yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and Kuzmenko is a yes. Yes. Okay. Kuzmenko and Besser are yeses. So what are we giving up? Because we talked about Kuzmenko before. What are we giving up to get one of those players? Right now, I certainly can see more like a second-round pick in this year's draft. I would throw in for someone on defense for Vancouver. You're looking maybe a Riley Walsh. Uh, maybe uh, Michael Vukovic type kid that could jump in on their defense, add some physicality, add some offense. And with that second round pick, you know, this draft is deeper and the Devils don't really need that. Um, I really don't think uh, Kuzmenko has long enough track record to prove it to be a first, but that could be a conditional. And even then, the first our first round pick isn't going to be all that good, but because we're because we're a good team right now. And I right. get this is a deep draft. I I and this is a deep draft. Do not get me wrong, but at the same time, the problem the Devils have is they have too many good prospects. Right. And and there's no there's nowhere else to store them. So at this point, you could move that first and keep your second round pick. But like I said, you can make that second a conditional. Let's say 
Kuzmenko scores five goals in the playoffs with the New Jersey Devils. That second can become a first rounder um, to Vancouver from New Jersey transferred. So that's something that I see as a sweetener. Okay. Okay. And this was brought up last year and I, I know what the answer is going to be, but Thatcher Demko. I like him. I don't. His goals, his like goals against average is nearly four. I believe. I mean, with Rogalski around, he's done a lot better with Akira Schmid this year. And I don't know what has happened um, with Schmid in the off season or in Utica, but something is working with Clemenson and Brodeur uh, in Utica. And there's something working with Schmid. And I think something similar could happen with Thatcher Demko and Demko uh, being an American goalie. Uh, you have the connection with Tom Fitzgerald and Dan and Dan McKinnon was the assistant GM when they were looking at the NHL draft that past couple seasons uh, in 2019 when uh, Fitz, I think Fitzgerald was just fired. No, he was still there last draft. So I won't be surprised if he was on their draft board. Okay. So, so yeah. there's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but you still say, have to. I say no. That's my, that's my thing. I say no. Um. So my thing for, my thing for Brock Besser and also um, uh, Andre Kuzmenko. I say you could give up. You could give up a second round draft pick. Second round draft pick because they're. Let's face it. You just said Kuzmenko's uh, stock isn't high enough for a first rounder, and Brock Besser, his stock has dipped a lot since last year. Mm -hmm. Because because <laughs> I I I think I was talking with um, uh, a Canucks writer for the hockey writers. And basically we were talking about certain scenarios and I think Jesper Bratt's name was brought up, but definitely Jesper Bratt. It, Jesper Bratt is like, that's off the table. Like there is no way, no way. No. Absolutely no. zero chance because Brock, like I said, Brock Besser's value has dipped a little bit. So <laughs> I'd say for Brock Besser, it's a little bit of a toughie, but I say any prospect in this case, not named um, Alexander Holtz. I think Alexander Holtz can be protected in this case. Yes. Um, definitely not Shimon Nemetz or Luke Hughes. Nope. Nope. And I would even put in Fabian Zetterlin, quite honestly. You would protect Zetterlin? I, I don't think – the problem is, is like, um, it's not whether or not I think we could protect Zetterlin. I think it's just like I don't think the Canucks are going to demand for so much – for Brock Besser because they want I think they want that contract off the season has gone down the gutter his value continues to dip so it might be a situation where they try to trade for something or get something out of it uh, I I will say this give them a conditional sixth and if Besser performs at least five to ten points in the playoffs for the New Jersey Devils you can upgrade that to a fifth. And if the Devils reach the Eastern Conference Finals, make it a third. Okay. 
So basically picks, picks for Besser, right? I mean, look, uh, he's not worth the first anymore. Right. What yeah. else what else are what else is Vancouver gonna do? You're cash strapped. Like I said before on the first recording, Vancouver needs liquidity. They need assets. They need to build. Yeah, and um I I it finally came back to me what the um what the Canucks writer was basically hypothetically putting out there. So Jesper Brat Jesper Bratt's name was brought up. But I think the sale, the selling point he wanted was the Devils' first round pick from last year, which ended up becoming the second overall pick. Mm. So, so I was like, that's too big of a risk because what if the Devils win the first overall pick? I know it's not likely, but what if they won the first overall pick? Now, now you know, basically they they could get um, they could get Slavkovsky. They could have gotten uh, Wright. Uh, they the could truly. Nemetz, you know, uh, even though Nemetz was more of a, I Nemetz was going to go top five, but uh, getting drafting him first overall, I don't know, I I, I really don't. But uh, uh, not that far fetched. But... I'm not saying it's far fetched. I'm not saying it's far fetched. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you know, I think people were so big on um, Slavkowski and Wright at the time that you know Nemetz kind of fell out of favor, and then the devil stunned everyone and everyone except for you by selecting the Mets and basically the Coyotes weren't expecting that at all. Cause they were working out. Logan no. Cooley. They were so focused on Logan Cooley because they thought Wright and Slavkowski would go one, two or two, one, whatever the case might be. Right. And, and so, so they focused solely on Logan Cooley and it, at the draft, the devils passed up on Shane, Wright, And mm-hmm. so thus, the Coyotes draft uh, Logan Cooley, and then Shane Wright falls to the Seattle Kraken. But digressing a little bit, that 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 pick would have been way too big of a risk to trade away because I this was at the point where the Devils' the season was going downhill a little bit. So I was like, mm-hmm. that is guaranteed to be a top ten pick, top ten easily, and easily, like guaranteed. So I'm just like trading that for Brock Besser just didn't seem worth it at the time, and now I'm glad that the investment is panning out just a little bit more because it's like now we could get Brock Besser for a lot cheaper. Now, given his season this year, just talked about having a career worse, uh, career worse right now in plus minus, where do you see Brock Besser slide in? Because I think I said last year, call me crazy, but I think Brock Besser could play on the third line. I was going to say third or second line right wing easily. And he's only 25 years old and he's, a UFA at the end of uh, 25, 20, 2025 season. So really, um, if you miss out on Timo Meyer, put Besser as your number two guy because the term meets it. And I've spoken to people who said, you know, Fitzgerald doesn't like to trade um, for players who have less than uh, a certain amount of term. So. To me, Besser really fits that bill, and I'm a fan of his shot. And I know if he can get that shot right, and having Andrew Burnett around, and you know Lindy Ruff as coaches, he can certainly they can certainly turn his stock up and get him to be the lethal finisher he was prior to some of his injuries the past couple of years. 
prior to the uh, the COVID years. So there is potential for the doubles to pull off something sneaky there. Yeah, and it's just a matter of like picking which player. So we talked about uh, for the Vancouver Canucks, we talked about uh, Horvat, we talked about uh, Besser, we talked about Kuzmenko, we talked about Hughes, and now for the San Jose Sharks, we talked about Timo Meyer. And one of the reasons why I didn't do a silly season for Horvat, it was just because it just seemed a little too far-fetched in my eyes. Yeah. And I talked about Quinn Hughes before. I didn't think it was actually that legitimate. I just thought it was just like fans just putting something out there because they want to see all three Hughes brothers together. We talked about Kuzmenko and we talked about what he could bring to the table. I would love to have Kuzmenko on the team. I think he would be a great asset. Uh, and I was just going to say, like, um, the devil's been tied into uh, Columbus's Vladislav Gavrikov, um, someone who would be really good if you miss out on Max Domi and really good on the penalty kill, uh, maybe the power play a little bit. But um, I just don't think the devils would trade within their division like they did in um, the Vanacek move. I don't see that. But I think the devils are going to stick more towards the Western Conference with Vancouver, San Jose, um, playing it safe and smart because you don't want to, you know, beef up someone else's stock um, within your division. And you don't want it to be like the Grabner deal where you gave them Rikov and it's like that didn't work out for you. So you got to, you know, weigh your options. And the, the devil's got that. Um, Brock Besser's not known for his defense, but he does play a good difficulty role um, per Andy and Rano. So his transition game is in the 32 percentile, but he does have a 62 percent with the shot contribution and the possession exits. But his offense is on the 80 percent mark. So he's a fairly good player. Doesn't mean you can just crap on the guy. Right. And for Kuzmenko, he's having a good year. 19 goals, 22 assists for a grand total of 41 points, plus minus plus six. And he, <clears throat> I think he would be a good winger to have with maybe Nico Heischer, maybe like on that same line as Nico Heischer. And you replace that with like what? So you move Jesper Bratt to the right wing. You have Kuzmenko on the left wing, Bratt on the right wing, and Heischer at center. I think that would be a great combination. And then you keep Dawson Mercer, Jack Hughes, and then also Eric Hollow. I think that mm -hmm. would be I think that would be perfect for a Devils. Perfect. The, the the one problem I have with Hala is that he doesn't shoot enough, but he's been shooting a little bit more lately. And I like that he's taking a little bit more risks. So with that being said, like if you add a Kuzmenko or or Besser, uh Kuzmenko's the better player. Um, defensively, he's in, in the 89 percentile because he's a defensive impact player by 87 percent, denials by 81 percent, recoveries by 51, roll difficulty of 39. Um, his possession exits are 72 percent, entry passes at 37, uh, carries at 44 percent. So it's a little bit below average, but he's done well for a guy coming from the KHL, not naming a Kikita Gusev, and high danger chances of 90 percent. His shot contribution. 64 percentile now with that being said the offensive is 96 percent thanks to the offensive impact of 92 point production 95 
Shooting's 83% off the charts. Passing is 66 and 63% on the power play. That is someone you pay good fortune for. And I think the Devils are definitely going to definitely ask the Vancouver Canucks about those potential players that would be available via trade. And Devils can definitely make it happen. So, Jersey Joe, we talked about Timo Meyer. We talked about the four Vancouver Canucks players. <laughs> Any final thoughts? My final thoughts are don't get your hopes so high right. that you're going to be like, uh, come trade deadline on uh, March 3rd. You're going to be like, uh, I give Tommy Fitzgerald an F. This one sucked. Um, I like to keep my expectations low and steady because you don't know what happens between three parties and the end result would be so with that being said just be grateful that we're in the playoffs and we're not going to risk the future like uh the florida panthers right so there's a lot of availability on the table um and i think the devil's can definitely make some noise, but I'm not going to make the same mistake that I did during the off season, which is <laughs> I hope so. And I'll ask you this. What are your final thoughts on the devil's possibly making some noise at the trade deadline? I would say it's anything is possible, but at the same time, let's not go crazy here because the devils weren't even supposed to be in this situation in the first place. Like we didn't expect for them to be this good. Now it's just a matter of like, how do they go? You got to handle it with kid gloves. You got to be careful. You know, you got to um, just take it one step at a time. So don't rush into anything. So it, but the main priority is to re-sign Jesper Bratt. That I can assure you is a, is a long-term solution. It's not a for now situation. Long-term Jesper Bratt. So that's your main priority. And if you are unable to afford Jesper Bratt, but yet make a big trade or something like that, I get, I I would be more ticked off about that because basically you're putting all your eggs into, into a basket. And let's be realistic. Even the Devils do make these moves. Do they win the Stanley Cup? I don't think so. They still have a lot to learn. I, I will say this. It'll get them past the first round, maybe the second round. But... If they do get to the Stanley Cup final, then so be it. Um, I will th I will throw this in there. If the Devils are able to make at least two really good trades and do with less risk, I'll be fine. I'm not going to be mad if they give up the first round pick or the second round pick because it's it, the, the Devils have grown to the point they're past the rebuild phase. They're in the contention phase. And next season they're going to be in the offseason where i believe they will add maybe a posture knock if available or whoever whatever free agents make it to market and they say i want to be with new jersey and i like that brat guy let me jump let me jump in and sign five years three years to be with a team that's going to contend right so Anything is possible, but keep your expectations moderate. And, you know, it, it, just because we don't get those players 
It's not the end of the world. No. And it, I just want to say, it might be a little unlikely. It's possible, but not likely. Just because the Devils, like Jersey Joe said in part one of this crossover, the <laughs> Devils would have to make a few corresponding moves in order for it to actually come into fruition. Like when I came up with these trade scenarios, these are just like what I think might happen. It's, I'm not going to say these trades are going to happen. Because anything could change at the last minute within the dying minutes of the trade deadline. And we'll see what happens. Jersey Joe, thanks for hopping on. Thank you. My pleasure.